Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Hello, hello, hello. I'm not a police officer, but I thought we'd begin. Uh, I'll leave these here for later. Why have I got drumsticks? Well, you'll find out. Well, we're coming to the end of our Red Letter Living series. It has been a great series. We've just talked about that already. We are excited for next week for Daniel. But this week, I have the privilege of talking about the Red Letter words of Jesus when it comes to giving. And uh, I thought as we begin today, whether you're watching online, whether you're in the room, you can do this together. We should try and have a little recap of the topics that we've been through. We up for that? Right, week one with Andrew Campbell, what did we talk about? What was the first topic? Very good, being. Week two with Steve Campbell was? Forgiving, Forgiving. come on. Last week with Mark Ritchie we had? Serving. Serving. And this week we have? Giving. Giving. You should all get that one because I already told you. (laughs) Well, before we dig into the message today, I thought that I would invite a special guest up to come and share with us today. He is a young local preacher. He's on the itinerant scene, and this is his first message talking a little bit about the topic we're talking about today. So here we go. Let's watch this. What are you preaching about? I was preaching about showing in heaven. Uh half wait for a red cassette. So if you don't know, that is my son. That was about two years ago, so he's almost four. He's four in about a week's time, so that was, he was two there. And he, if you couldn't understand him, don't worry if you couldn't, we couldn't always understand him, still don't. He was talking about, one, he said, my father in heaven, but he was talking about jewellery in heaven, treasures in heaven. And that's what we're going to be talking a little bit about today as we look through Matthew 6, we're going to be looking through that topic, but I just wanted to give a shout out, I'm not going to say, oh, what amazing parenting that was, you know, we taught him from a young age about, you know, your treasures in heaven, no, Caleb picked that up entirely from Kids Church, they've been doing that in Kids Church, so I thought, as we start today, why don't we just give a massive round of applause to our Kids Church team. They do a fantastic job discipling our kids, and it's, it's so good to, you know, there's, there's evidence of the work that they do, because it does go in. It doesn't just go in one ear and out the other. But I want to ask you a question today as we begin. Are you a giver, or are you a taker? I'd love us to turn our attention towards Matthew 6, and uh, begin looking at that through verse 1 there in Matthew 6. So I'm going to read it. You can follow along. It should be on the screen behind me. 
Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. What I love and one of the first things I want to pull out of this passage is that when Jesus says these words, he doesn't say, if you give. He doesn't say, if maybe you decide to do this one day. Jesus says, when you give. When you give. You see, it's not really an option, giving. And this is where we begin, is that giving isn't an option. Giving is something we have to do. It's a requirement of being a Christian. So my question I asked you at the beginning, are you a giver or a taker? Well, if you're not a giver, you must be a taker because it's a commandment of Jesus that you should give when you do this. I'm going to ask you another question, and I think this has got so many different answers, but this could go any different way. When I say giving, what do you think of? Maybe you think of giving to those in need, a homeless person perhaps. Maybe it's giving your tithe or an offering. Maybe it's giving to a sponsored run for a half marathon in a local city called Cambridge. These are all good things. But I think Jesus is talking about more than just money. I think Jesus is talking about more than money. Last week we had Mark Ritchie. We had the privilege of hearing him talk all about serving. And you can't serve without giving. You can't serve without giving because serving requires giving of your time, giving of your efforts, giving of quite a lot of your efforts at time, giving of your talents, and it can even lead to giving of your money. Your attitude towards giving is so vital. That's what we can see, the theme of Matthew 6, over and over again, that your heart attitude towards giving is so vital. At the beginning where we started, Jesus says, Jesus says you should give so that your right hand doesn't know what your left hand is doing. So that your right hand doesn't know what your left hand is doing. And I'm going to argue, that's not even possible. <laughs> Jesus is not saying you can't give with your right hand and your left hand and, and you, know, you just sort of close your eyes and don't know what you're doing. That's not possible. See, I'm a drummer. I've brought some drumsticks up with me this morning because I thought I should try and demonstrate to you what this is on about. So I'm going to go to the drum kit and we're going to talk a little bit about drums this morning. Are we excited? Come on. Open the door. So, I don't know, can you see me? I know you can hear me. Here we are on the drum kit. Right, many people, many drummers make a living out of something called independence. And that is that your right hand and your left hand, your right leg and your left leg, can all do different things at the same time. I can't do that as a drummer. That's very complicated. Many drummers do this and make a living out of it. But I wanted to give you an example today of something that shows you a little bit of independence. So I'm going to take my right hand, I'm going to play one pattern, and my left hand, I'm going to play another pattern. We ready for this? You sure? Okay, right, here we go.
simple. Super simple. So that is that. My, the thing that strikes me about that when I do that, as I come around the corner, my right hand and my left hand were not less aware of what they were doing as I was doing independence. I was, in fact, more aware of what I was doing because I was trying to think about doing things independently. So actually, my right hand and my left hand, I can't divorce the two. Even if I can show you a little bit of a silly demonstration on the drum kit, it shows you that your right hand and your left hand, you can't just forget about it. Well, why do I do this? What's my point? Well, I don't think that Jesus is saying, you know, you have to kind of blindly give and not think about it. What Jesus is saying is, steady your arrogance. Don't think so highly about yourself and what you're doing. Actually, you should give this because this is a requirement. This is what Jesus has commanded you to do. And when you do this, you're not thinking, how good am I? I've done an incredible thing by giving this gift. Actually, you're doing what Jesus has commanded you to do, and you're just reflecting him. Which, which is so, it's just Christian. <laughs> That's what it is to be a Christ follower. As we continue further on through Matthew 6, you will see that there is more evidence of different things that Jesus is teaching us about. And we can see this theme coming through again in Matthew 6, 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is a very familiar verse. We've talked about it a lot here at C3, but I still think that we forget this message. Clearly it states, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That way round is so important. So what you are giving towards, what you're putting your attention in, that is where your heart follows. We learned last week from Mark Ritchie, our emotions can trick us. Sometimes we just need to say, emotions, you're wrong. This is something that we are required to do. It's written in, not in black and white, in red letters. This isn't a Bible, but um, it's written in red letters so we there can know that this is what Jesus is telling us to do. And he's telling us that we're not in our final destination, that our treasure shouldn't be in things on this earth, things that will fall away, things that will drop, things that will go. He's telling us that we are destined for a better future. For We're not just destined for this earth. Recently, we had uh, something stolen from our house. We were very foolish. We decided to leave something outside. So our house, if you look at it, has got a carport underneath our bedroom. And we had a fridge that had been given back to us from somewhere else. And we thought, you know, it'll be all right. We'll leave it outside overnight and we'll sort out the shed so it fits in in the morning. And then when we woke up in the morning, the shed wasn't there. Shed was there. Fridge was there. <laughs> that would have been good going. <laughs> fridge was there. No, it wasn't. Fridge had gone missing. What'd you do? Did we panic? No. Did we think, oh no, someone's stolen it. What we've, our first thought was, how did we miss that? Our bedroom is above where they stole this fridge. We're awake through the night quite a lot. We have two small children. We didn't even notice at all that this fridge had been stolen from us in the night. 
But we didn't place our treasure in the fridge. We didn't think to ourselves, oh no, we are so demoralized by this fridge being taken from us. What are we going to do? We put all our value in it. You know, it cost us 130 pounds or something like that. You know, oh, what a terrible thing. No, we didn't need a spare fridge. We have a fridge in our kitchen. We're not lacking. It's just a fridge that we had as a spare. Someone gave it back to us and it got stolen. Oh dear, we could have contacted the police, we didn't, we even saw police in the village when we were driving out, we thought, oh this is terrible, we left it. And what our son said to us is this, you know mummy and daddy, maybe somebody else needed it more. (laughs) Maybe somebody else needed it more. And I'm sure that would be a lovely thought, I'm sure it was just stolen and they made money out of it. But <laughs> the principle still stands. <laughs> the, that we can be generous with our things and not hold on to it so tightly because our end destination isn't going to be, when we die, we're not going to be buried with a fridge. <laughs> we're going somewhere else. We're, we're destined for something future. Even if we are naive and silly, you know, we left our fridge outside, we are not going to be destroyed by this. There is so much more that we could talk about with this passage. It goes into so many details. In fact, the Lord's Prayer that we recite this morning comes from Matthew 6. But what I'd like us to bring us back to is that this giving is not an option. It's not a maybe you will, maybe you won't. It's a case of when we do this. When we do this. When we've been given an opportunity to give, we shouldn't think maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. It's when we do this. We can continue on through Matthew 6. It tells us even more. If that is how God closes, closes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We're even taught from that. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We shouldn't be fixated on attaining stuff, getting more for ourselves. How can we pile more things on? Actually, no. God says, don't worry about those things. He's not saying to us, let's be frivolous and let's never steward our resources. No, he's not saying that. But he is saying to us, where is your hope? Where is your trust? Where do you rely upon? Do you rely on the things, the money that you've been given? Or do you rely on God, our King? Look at this in James 4.13. Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Our lives are short. I mean, it's become so much more apparent in the last few weeks with the terrible atrocities that we're seeing in the Ukraine. And we are so aware of this at times that our lives are short. And it can be such a demoralizing thing. And we can think, oh, woe is me, and this is terrible. But actually, no, I think it's freeing. I think it's freeing to think, actually, we're not destined 
for nothing. We're destined for a great future. We're destined to be reunited with Jesus. He's coming back for a healthy and strong bride. Jesus is our example, and this is what he tells us to do. Seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. We don't know what tomorrow brings. So much of life is unknown. We have seen that so much in the last couple of years that we've gone from thinking that we were so in control of our lives to realizing we're not in control. We're not in control. But our attitudes should be this. If it's the Lord's will, I'll do it. If it's the Lord's will, I will do it. How can we outgive what God has done for us? We can't. How can we outgive the incredible things that God has done for us? Giving, I would encourage you, is not just money alone. Giving, we want more than just your money. We want everything. Dad said it a few times recently. Because giving is about everything. Giving of your life, giving of your resources, giving of everything that you have. In every circumstance, you can think, how can we give? It might not be getting your wallet out. Can you give a smile? Can you provide someone with dignity where they haven't had it before? Go out of your way for someone. I want to be a person that always provides other people with dignity, with dignity. That my thing that I may be able to do is I can't meet every person's needs. I can't say I can provide you with a house if you need a house. But what I might be able to do is look someone in the eye and say, I'm sorry that this has happened to you, or I can pray for you, or just look at someone and say, Sorry, I can't help you in this moment. Always provide someone with dignity. Whatever it is you're facing, you may, you may be able to help someone, you may not. But what you can always do is provide dignity through what you give. And I want to tell a story about this man. You may recognize him. This is Will Smith. And you think, why are we talking about Will Smith in church on a Sunday? Well, I've been reading his autobiography recently, and he's not really the man that you would see from the Hollywood movie star thing that you think. You see this kind of picture that's painted, and he's completely different. His upbringing was very different than what you would imagine. And he had a character, I say character, he had a, a person in his life who was profoundly impactful on him, and that was his grandma. His grandma was a devout Christian. She was regularly attending church. She was living out his life. And this tells a story in here. I'm only, that's my bookmark. I'm only that way through, but it's already impacted me. He tells a story about his grandma. He says, one, one week they were sat on the porch of their house and a lady walked past who was clearly homeless. And his grandma ran out into the street, said hello to this lady. What's your name? Claire. Claire, this is Will. Will, meet Claire. Claire, would you like to come into my house? They brought them inside. She sat her down at the table. She cooked a meal for her. She took her upstairs. She bathed her. And then she said, you're about the same size as me. Have you got any clothes? I've got some clothes that will fit you. She practically gave her the clothes off her own back. And that profoundly impacted Will Smith as such an act of dignity, of restoring dignity to someone. They hadn't, she hadn't given her a wadge of cash or anything like that, but she just said, I'm going to give you some of my time. I'm going to give you some of my resources, and I'm going to bestow dignity onto you. I think we can all learn from that. I think we can all take time out of our world when we may be thinking, actually, 
I've got to do this, or I've got to do that, or I've got to move on in another way, or I've got to think, you know, my life's so busy, I've got to get on to the next thing. But actually taking time and saying, I just want to bestow dignity onto you in this moment. It may not be inviting someone in and cooking a meal for them. It may look completely different. But I think we should be a people that constantly think, how can we be generous with what we've been given? How can we provide dignity to people who don't have it? Can we be a people who say, actually, I can give you some time. Actually, my, my self-importance is not what I thought it was. And it's, I'm not saying that I've got this all perfect. I'm not saying that I don't sometimes prefer myself over others. No, I often do. Uh, I was challenged even this week. This week we went to Anfield. Come on, Liverpool. <coughs> Red letter living. We're, yeah, yeah. We're all Reds now. Anyway, we went to Anfield. And what struck me is we're there at Anfield and there was guys begging on the street outside of the stadium. And it was so busy and it was so mental, I just walked past this guy. I can even look at him and provide him with any dignity. And I thought, challenge to myself that actually, we need to do better than that. We might not be able to provide all the needs that this guy has in a single moment, but we could at least look at him and say, I'm sorry, I don't have anything. I see you where you are. I don't have cash to give you. I can't do anything like that. Or you may do, I can point you in the right direction to get help. You know, you may be able to provide someone with dignity. But I missed that opportunity, partly because it was so busy, partly because I was so focused on actually I need to get inside the stadium because I need to see Liverpool lose to Inter Milan. <laughs> yeah. But what my lesson from that was, was that we can do better. We can provide people with dignity where they don't have it. So I would challenge us today, take a reflection on your life. Take a reflection on your day-to-day and think, how can we do better? How can we be a better demonstration of Jesus in our day-to-day? It may not be what you might think of it. It may be someone in your local neighborhood. It may be your own family where you can say, actually, we can do better. We can give more in this opportunity. How can we give back to people who have, we've received so much from Jesus? How can we reflect the love of Jesus back towards other people? Are we keen for it? Come on, why don't we all stand? We're going to sing together this wonderful song, Run to the Father. And then I'm going to come back up in a few moments' time. But I'd encourage you just to reflect on what it is to be generous as we go through this thing. Come on, let's sing. you for listening to this podcast we pray it's been a blessing to you why not share it with your friends and family through social media if you're not on the regular podcast list then why don't you subscribe thank you especially to those that give if you want to give to this ministry you can go to our website thec3.uk giving and get involved god bless you